Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men TV. Liverpool taking on Southampton, St. Mary's at the weekend. We're here to preview it because that's what we do. Uh, Chris Pajak joins me. Adders, Ross Chanley and Tom Dutton as well. Um, he spruced himself up for this one. Not yeah. really. We're all black. This is, how, this is this is yeah. People can criticise you all they want, Tom, but you know what? They're idiots. Idiots. Yeah. Um, what do you think? <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> um, Chris, um, we're back into that stretch of games now where it's very hard to get individually enthused about uh, the, the kind of run of games we're on. But then you know that's kind of where Liverpool's season has gone. What will be interesting about this game? Virgil Van Dijk. The last time the two teams met was playing for Southampton. He's at us now. Undoubtedly, everyone's going to be ready. The press are going to be ready. Sky or whoever are going to be ready with all the packages lined up for Virgil van Dijk, whether it goes good or bad. And they're going to be yeah. praying that it goes bad. So Klopp's not going to start him. <laughs> Klopp's won't pop in, you know what I mean? And I, 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 think, I think he's the type of person that'll be knocking on Klopp's door this week going, make sure you play me. Mm. Make sure I'm in the I'm in the start 11 for this one because I've got a few things to prove to these fellas because they've said some bad words about me since I've left and stuff like that. And... You know, a lot of Southampton fans have talked about the fee and the fee's ridiculous and it doesn't matter. But as I believe, yeah, uh, Virgil van Dijk will become a key part of this Liverpool side moving forwards. So the fee's almost irrelevant. You've sorted the problem out. We'll see that from him. I'm thinking he's going to score one anyway. He's come so close in the last few in the last few weeks since that Everton one, where he's come from corners and stuff like that. But it's his all-round play. He just looks so calm. He just looks so much better than what I've seen at Liverpool for the last five years. And I don't even think he's in form at the moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. Completely agree with that. I think there's a real good shelf for him to score the goal and then get a pick up a booking for whipping the shirt off and flexing with, with <laughs> JC written in, daubed in paint on his chest on, e, on either peck. Okay. Um, so the character can go, oh, yeah. No, he's you want to get a bet on Liverpool? Yeah. Where well, would you do that? What will Chris do? <laughs> uh, will Chris have that and check out the starting eleven prediction show? Maybe that'll uh, that'll be in spoilers. It won't be, but you will be picking his first goal scorer and the starting eleven as well. Did you got right last week? No. Did you not? Oh no, you got the 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 rumoured team correct. It's good though, isn't it? There was like a five minute spell of being like, yes, nailed on at the screen, grab at the ready, and then it's like, oh no, it's not, it's not that team. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we do um, we do feel for you. Um, look, Ross, the thing is, like Virgil van Dijk's not the only one in, in that regard. Adam Lallana's going to be 
strangle at the throat ready to get into this game as well. Um, we, we, look, this is what happens when you've got a lot of Southampton players in your team. The issue I have I is I think that, Kleine returns for this one yeah, as well. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. The, I, get him in there. I, I'm a bit concerned that, and maybe there'll be examples of this that I'm not remembering, but I don't think our players tend to perform well. You know, the, the ex-Southampton players don't perform great in this match. It'd be lovely if this was the one where they did because I, I think there might be a nice... Perfect storm of circumstance in that regard. Adam Milan has got a little bit of something to prove after his getting sent off for the unders. If he gets, if he gets to not similarly, Virgil Van Dijk got as I say got a few people looking out for him. Um, this would be a great time for them to actually turn it on big time. Yeah, you've got Sadio Mane and, and Dejan Lovren in there as well to put into the mix. I think any time you go back to your old club, you're always going to prove a point, regardless of fee or what what they think of you. You just want to go. I've I've moved on. I've stepped up. Yeah, this is me now. And particularly after the last game, I thought Lovren played really well. Uh, especially with Virgil van Dijk maybe going in into the Southampton go, you know, here's what you could have won. Here's what you sold for <laughs> yeah, yeah. Loads of money. money. And bought no one with. Um, but uh, similarly, Sadio Mane's got a point to prove regardless whether it's Southampton or not. You know, I think he's been playing all right, but he just needs a couple of goals. And I think he'll just carry on the way he was last season. Yeah, And I think um, it's telling, isn't it, Tom the Klopp loves putting people into high-pressure situations. Loves it. You've Absolutely got to, loves it. You've got to show them what they've been missing. And I mean, the, I know the, they can go, oh, we got the fee and that's fine, but you've got to go, there's a reason we wanted these players. Isn't this a bit like stealing up. someone's bed and then going round to their birthday party and necking with them when they're cutting the cake or something like is this Sorted. a bit? I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm not cool with that. You know, if Liverpool <laughs> want to take that approach, then I've been watching that Deli Alley video like. this week. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this is the thing, isn't it? You're right. You're right to some extent. They do, they do have to kind of go and stick two fingers up to themselves because they're going to get. An absolute, yeah. like, it's going to be a hell of a time for them. They're going to get dogs abuse from minute one to minute. It's one of them where they're, they're, they're in the best positions to kind of do that. If Virgil van Dijk plays, every corner goes to him. Mane's going to get the ball constantly. If Lallana plays, he's integral to this. So it's not like they're not going to have opportunities to stand up and make sure that they're counted. And I, I'm just looking forward, regardless, I'm looking forward to us smashing them because they've not been that good yeah. this season. I know they got a draw with Spurs, which was pretty good. And they've... But the form. Do you know what it is, Paul? Right, it's it's the fact that the way that a few of these players left that club, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, the fact that Virgil Van Dijk went missing for them, the fact that Dejan Lovren obviously ended in a transfer request or whatever it was, that's what's pissed Southampton fans off. And to be quite brutally honest with you, it pissed me off as well. But equally <coughs> begrudgingly, I've looked at Suarez and I've looked at Alonso and I've looked at their careers and gone. Yeah, you went and you won trophies. Fair play to you. Yeah, now all that, the lads playing for us haven't won trophies yet. But tell you what, we're not a couple of points above the relegation zone. Yeah. We're in the top four, so these lads are justified right now in the, in making the decision that they made. Because yeah. quite frankly, we're a better football club than them. We're better players, and we'll always be that way. Mm-hmm. And they've made the right choice for their careers. Oh no, I absolutely, completely agree. You're right, and it's and and this is the, this is the point we make about Liverpool as well. That pressure comes with being a Liverpool player. Um, and I have been disappointed with Dejan Lovren. I've seen his head fell off a couple of seasons ago, big time in this game, didn't it? You know, and he ended up getting, he ended up getting, uh, did he get subbed off? I was the other way around. But he was terrible, you know, and we, we know that can happen. I've actually got no idea how Oxley Chamberlain's performed in these games in the past, because obviously, you know, it's a long time removed Wait. from his Southampton days, but, you know, he's played a, a, a lot for Arsenal. He will a couple of games. In fact, if anyone's watching who knows how, and, and has any idea of how well the Ox has performed in these games, it'd be interesting to, to know in that regard, because we have got, we've got a, we could put a solid ex Southampton five-side yeah. team out if yeah. we really, if we really want. I think that's in this. 
it's a big it's a big chance for Oxley Chamberlain as well because he hasn't performed in these games. The the ones where because I'm guessing Southampton are going to be quite low blocks, um, a low block side, and he just hasn't really performed in them games where it's you've got a lot of the ball, you've got a lot of possession, and if he plays, I think I I, I want to see him step up and really really show that he can do it and, and make a name for himself ahead of Lallana. It's interesting. He's an interesting one because we saw him used as like a... He came on as a replacement for the for the winger yeah. uh, last week. We know he was starting to get games in midfield, but I'd, we've also talked about this notion that if you put him in the team from the, from the start in midfield, you've, you cost yourself a lot off the bench as well in terms of, of the pace and stuff. But equally, I, I mean, I don't know, I guess the solid approach with the Champions League looming is that we have to put our best foot forward in this. We have to look to get this game done as early as possible. I don't know. Yeah, it's always the way, isn't it? I mean, you want to be able to make a substitute on 60 minutes or something because a few goals up. Football doesn't really work like that. And it doesn't really work like that in the Premier League very often either. And I think you're right, you do need to keep something back. But we'll come on to the preferred 11s later. I've got a little bit of a different way of looking at it. Um I disagree with Tom about him not performing in these type of games. I think we've seen in both Everton games him perform very well from a central midfield position. Now we didn't go on and win the game, so maybe maybe you're right on that one, mate. But you know, I thought he was really good against, particularly in the December one. I think it was where I just thought he was outstanding. The thing for me with Ox at the moment is I think he's just a little off the boil. Mm. The last sort of three weeks, you know, since we had that little poor poor week when we where we lost twice. Doesn't seem like he's recovered yet. You know, he came on and I thought he was quite frankly poor against Tottenham, um, and probably wouldn't be in line for a start if it wasn't for the Champions League and the fact that he's had a couple of games rest mm-hmm. more than everybody else. Like. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is an interesting one. Uh, yeah, like I say, it goes on saying everyone just needs to step up for this because we're going to come and look at it again later on the show. We'll look at what the other teams are doing, but this is, you know, we've got we've gotten through the tough games now. We've only got two more tough. You know, I mean, and two two more plus Everton, dependent. You never know how that game's going to go, Goodison. But the it's a series of winnable fixtures. It's all for nothing if you don't turn don't turn it on. We're sitting pretty. We did a big bit on this on the podcast this week, Chris, about how the, the league table starting to look really good, and the league table could <laughs> continue to look very good because of because of Spurs and Arsenal um, going head to head. So you know there can be no excuse on this. One thing that's guaranteed to happen from this game, though, Chris. This is one of the two games of season where Ariel Romeo looks like the world's Absolutely. best DM. Every time I've seen him, he's fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Pisses me right off. And yeah. he speaks to all the fans of other clubs and like, ew, I'm like, yeah, he's bosh. Dominates. Sits there in front of the back four like a fucking crab stopping the ball going past. Shit every other weekend. <laughs> <laughs> They've got some boss players. I mean, I, I had to look at the squad before. The three that stick out, James Ward-Prowse's deliveries are going to be unbelievable. I really highly rate Tadic. Yeah. Really rate him. And just Shane Long just seems to pull something out against us. Yeah, that's he's another one who. I mean, I don't know if he did it last time, but there was that. Well, he, hasn't, he hadn't scored a goal in a, a year or something by the time we faced him last time. I actually don't know whether he, he, he scored. Since that. Charlie Austin's their top goal scorer yeah. at the moment in the league with six. Yeah. They don't score goals, which is an encouraging thing. We kind of had this conversation around Huddersfield the other week. Ross, I think they've got. In fact, I've got a really wide paraphrase. They've got only scored twenty eight in twenty six league games so far, but conceded thirty eight. So. It's not great. They're not a. They're not a, tr- a terrific threat. But look, we have to be wary. Swans been decent recently. Yeah, exactly. They? They, I mean, they only lost one game in 2018. They're drawing a lot, and the, out of the three wins, they've picked up two of them within the FA Cup. So there's, you know, they've not been great, but they have kind of. 
stem the, ble- the, the bleeding a bit. Um, but as we said, the two points about the relegation zone. We were sat here two and a half weeks ago or whatever, talking about the Swansea game uh, and saying, "Oh well, you know, this should be good. They'll play. They'll play football. They've got a bit of football in the DNA, so they'll have a go, etc., etc." I think Tom's kind of right. You might see them take up that template in this game, um, and that's going to be a you know, it's going to be one of them tests. My hope is. Like Swansea was meant to be, what wasn't, but like Huddersfield ended up being. Mm. It's a game where you're playing out. Then, if they don't play to the strengths, then there's a real opportunity for us to to capitalise on it because it won't be a a solid uh, a defensive line as a team that's totally versed in it. Yeah, I think the, the saving grace for me from the, the Swansea game is Liverpool learn from it and they showed that against Huddersfield. Exactly what you what you just said. You know, make them play how you want them, how you want them to, and then just. Take over. Yeah, there's, think, some, there's something to be said, isn't it? Because I think you could look at it and go, well, we got we got a slice of luck with Emery Chan's goal, mm. but it was the directness with which we, we approached it. You know, you had to take that shot mm. in order for it, and that was the difference between the Swansea game. The way there wasn't enough people, there wasn't enough bravery, and, and there wasn't enough intelligent direct play. No, I think we were too predictable as well because it was all narrowed down the middle, and we were trying to go around them. We couldn't even go that wide. The delivery wasn't great, yeah. and then that's what I'm saying. You learn from that. Huddersfield, or we'll just play long balls over the top, or we'll get out wide and just change, mix it up. So that makes us unpredictable for low block sides now, I think. Just go, well, you can't sit back and defend. And it is hard to do that. Swansea showed that. And then Huddersfield tried to do the same thing. They didn't come out and do anything. But then Southampton are desperate for points as well. So they've got to try and, you know, at least go for a draw. Can't sit back and do nothing for 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah they, they, they have done against us. And listen, they, they, might, not be, they might be a football inside at their core, but. I think before the last victory, you know, we beat them three 0 didn't we? I'm sure we didn't score a goal against them in four games. Mm. You know what I mean? And they are very used. Well, yeah, they it? are very used to sitting in against us, and they've had success on the break and stuff. So, listen, they got tonked last time out. They'll go back to that. You know, Tom's exactly right. I think they'll go back to that. They are good at it because they've got good players. Yeah. Um, they they're having a down season, <laughs> and I think, I think. I think they'll be lucky to survive this season, to be honest. And it feels like the end of Southampton's run. They've had a good few years, and a great crop of youngsters just seem to be coming through over and over. It feels like the end of that now. Yeah. And I really like to put them to sleep. Yeah. There's a there's an interesting point. You see, West Brom have slipped big time, haven't they? And you know, the, the, it's so tight down the bottom. It goes both ways, doesn't it? Much like the Swansea one. Again, we looked at it and thought there was a good. It's a it's a bit of a free hit. You might get you might get a similar thing to we saw with the, the West Brom. Cup game where they might think I'm gone, we'll just go and we can go and do our thing or they stick to a game plan. So not an easy one by any stretch. Um we're gonna get a, a bit of an answer to this. I guess some people prefer the eleventh, but it was interesting that we played Coutinho in the midfield at Anfield for this game, with the standard front three as it was. And it makes you wonder whether I mean we'll, we'll again we'll get into the specifics of the nuts and bolts of who we think in a minute, but I mean Tom for you is that do we stick with a more we, 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 I guess we've called it like a more agricultural midfield, but it's not. Yeah. You know, a bit more of a robust midfield. Or do we follow the template that we set out earlier in the season? Do you try to get some more creativity further down the pitch? It's weird. I want to see. I want to see like we did with Huddersfield. I want to see us overlap. I want to see Henderson making that run on the wings. I want to see us overloading as much as possible and spreading it as much as possible. So I think it is agricultural, but it's not. I mean, I've got. I've got Oxley Chamberlain and Milner in my preferred just because I think Milner's so intelligent at them runs and I think Oxley Chamberlain's quite good on, on the cool. edge and stuff. So it, it's hard because we don't have that player who can just rocket a shot in, really. I mean, Emery Chan can, but not he doesn't create his own space and then do it like Phil did. And 
I wonder, I, I'm interested to see how we're going to change our ways. I know we have done, but it, yeah, I want to see what Klopp can do. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. We'll come on to that in, in a moment. Before we do, Chris has done another phenomenal stats and tactics show over on the RedmenTV.com. If you're interested into the more in-depth stuff around Liverpool, not just us sat around with you know sex euphemisms talking about the mighty Reds, um, then yeah, go and have a little look at this show and see what he's up to. The blue indicates that Tottenham have won that. The green indicates that Liverpool have won that. You can see there's only four greens on that page. First half, let's take a look at it. Um, we, were be we were fine. We were controlling the game much better. We were having more shots than them. Ultimately, you know, it came out, it was very much a game plan for Liverpool to sit back, let Tottenham have the ball and hit them on the counter-attack. And I think it was a very clever game plan um, because we'd have been susceptible to something similar from Tottenham. So we let them have the ball. You also get the crowd involved. Uh, as soon as the, any team has the ball at Anfield, the crowd does get involved. And you could hear that. And I think for me, it was around when Ben Davies made a poor tackle on somebody, fouled somebody, and then the crowd got proper gnarly. I remember writing it down in my notes of the game. But we controlled the game very well. We limited their opportunities to just one shot on target. And we had two ourselves first half. Really impressive first half. What happened, though, look at that second half. The only ones that we tended to win were goalkeeper saves, offsides and yellow cards. And I think Tottenham really did control the game much better. Look, 72% possession compared to their 62% in the first half. And you could tell that Liverpool went into defensive mode. Liverpool went into, wow, we need to... We need to just stop them scoring a goal here. And that's what Liverpool did. And because of that, I think we tired. And because of that, our press was not getting there as often. And we weren't creating as many chances because we weren't in the wall back as high up the field as we were previously. And then we were relying on defenders and midfielders to try and pick through Tottenham's press. And they were a little bit fresher than us. And, and that's kind of how the game went. And you can tell all that just from the statistics, which I find really, really interesting. So Liverpool definitely tired in that game. It was a tough game for us. Ultimately, a, a game we probably probably should have won, although maybe not deserved to win if you look at it without the emotion. Boss, yeah, if you want to get involved with that, go to redmentv.com. Try it free for a month, as well as a whole host of extra stuff, whether you're into the podcasting side of things or the video side of things. We've got every aspect of Liverpool FC covered at the moment. Perfect time to sign up. Uh, and you get that show every single week as well. Good work, Chris. Thanks, man. You're a wonderful man. Yeah. Uh, OK, preferred 11s then. Tom. What have you got for us on the black So board? I've gone, I know it is the worst board out of all of them, but I've gone for a really attacking side. I've gone Trent, Matip, Van Dijk and Robertson, and that's just because I think we're going to have so much. It depends if Gomez is fit. If mm -hmm. Gomez is fit, get him in so we can switch to a back three to cover for the break, okay. which I think was fantastic. I could feel we saw something similar it to that. It was perfect. Just we, there was no problems when they were on the break because we had that three. But look, Trent fine it, it doesn't really matter and then I think Matip's going to come in just because I like that ball straight to Bobby's feet I think it bypasses so much and I, I, look, I, I like that partnership to be honest mm -hmm. and Henderson Oxley Chamberlain and Milner I mean I kind of said what I thought before and then the normal from free and just yeah. get goals like so we the 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 one of interest then oh, in fact I'll, I'll come to you I'll, let's just go through them chronologically so to speak or clockwise early yeah um We've all gone for Trent. Is this just because you don't think Gomez is going to be available or you think this is the game for Trent? Uh, if he is available, I wouldn't put him in straight away, bearing in mind we're playing Porto next week and yeah. he'll be a bit more defensive and away fixture. Um, that's the reason I put him in. I put Van Dijk and Lovren um, just because I thought they did so well at the weekend. And I know there's been loads of rotation, but I think you get to a stage now where you just try and keep most of it as yeah. much as you can and make one or two changes 
bearing in mind you're playing in the week. Robertson on form again. This midfield, I think, has been the best midfield in the past couple of months. Yeah. I just, just, just love watching it at the minute, and any time they make a change, it doesn't seem to work. And then, like you said, if you get your result, take some of them off. Boxley Chamberlain, a bit of energy to come come back on. You know what? I I I, I really like that midfield, and I, I toyed with something similar. Um, Chris, you've gone. I've gone quite different yeah. to everybody else. I've gone same reason for tenses. I think Gomez is more important for the Porto fixture. I've actually brought Moreno in. Now, a lot of my changes are down to the fact that I think we tired against Tottenham because we had so much work to do, and I think because it's such an important game midweek as well, I wanted to try and keep this side fresh, mm-hmm. but also the side for Porto really fresh. So, Robertson, for me, comes back in because he's the first-choice left-back. He comes back in in the Porto game. Give Moreno this one because I think we'll need we'll need Robertson in midweek. I've gone... Any, sorry. Con- sorry on that. Any consideration to... Because Moreno was like... Well, I don't know if he still is, but he was certainly the top assister at one point in yeah. in the Champions League. No. Any, any any consideration to that that, that he's maybe no. better sorted? No, not, no consideration <laughs> whatsoever. And the reason I've gone for Lallana and Wijnaldum in the sense of the park here is just, again, to keep that freshness there. Again, I think we tired massively. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, if it's not Lalana, if he's unavailable, then get a, you know what I've done is I've put Alex Oxley Chamberlain on the wing because I think Mane or Salah needs a bit of a rest mm-hmm. before Porto again. So we don't have that many options. I would like to see one of the front three rested really, yeah. and I think the safest bet is to rest Mane because yeah. you know if we take Salah off, who's going to score goals? Well, I know it's a good, it's a good, it's a good point. I think we're going to get a. This is a different type of test, isn't it, in that regard? Because we saw what we did when we rotated the cell when we had two uh, two games a week throughout for September to, to December, and it was some very, loads of changes, loads and loads. I, I I think this is fascinating because I think I wonder whether he feels we've got enough in the legs from the substitutions we've been making. You know, we took Mane off um, last week. 
we've been doing, we've still been doing that. Man, he's not been completing games still. But you're right, it's 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 where you get where Salah getting his rest from. Exactly. Where's Firmino exactly, getting his rest yeah. from? I think this it is might telling. Be a decent chance for I think it. it is telling that Ox hasn't had a start in a couple of weeks. I do think he's definitely aligned for a start this weekend. M- my thinking on it was as much again that I agree with the the, the trend stuff and given the the type of game again, I've got I've got no problem with Trent playing in these type of games because again, if you're talking about the low block thing, yada yada yada. Having someone who's just a bit better on the ball, who puts a better delivery in, is going to help it's you. The areas regard. that he delivers from, we saw against Tottenham that he, he made a big change in the areas of delivery. I think against West Bromwich Albion or Swansea, loaded it was West Brom, I think, loads of deep balls, loads of deep crosses. That's not what we really want to see from him. We want to see him getting a little bit further forward and edge of the 18 yard line, edge of the 18 yard box, then whipping them balls in. We only made three crosses against Tottenham, I think it was. We were talking 12 against West Brom and all from deep and that's where we struggled and why we didn't complete so many passes so Trent's a great call and his delivery is great I think he just needs to have a little bit more confidence to take that ball a little bit deeper before yeah. he crosses the or ball or moreover what the, the choice of balls because where he is great from the deep positions is actually through balls yeah. from that the balls over the top were a really big threat even in that <coughs> in that Spurs game as well um, but yeah I, I went with Lallana for this and I kept Oxley Chamberlain out simply because A I think I think we will keep that front three in every game possible between now and the end of the season. And again, just to, if you need to keep things going, because this might be one of those games where we're 15 minutes to the go to go, and it's nil-nil, and we're looking for something out of there that you want to be able to bring a bit of pace on. But equally, if you don't have to, uh, it was a toss-up in mentality between what you want for an, for an, uh, an away European game. And again, having Oxlade-Chamberlain to start that game... And just his pace. Mm. I think having that that pace frightens teams more in Europe than it does in the Premier League. And of course, he's got that extra European experience. He's probably the most European. In fact, he is without a doubt the most yeah. European experienced member of our squad, which is mad. Um, so yeah, something in that regard. And, and I think the Lallana thing, as I said, he will be gagging to play this game. I think you can. I think you can afford to carry a Lallana a little bit. You know, you can take him. Uh, take him off the sixty. I don't think you're playing anyone in a key European away fixture that you're not guaranteeing's got ninety minutes in in the legs, basically. So, do you think there's that. a case for Ings to come in and play him alongside Salah as a two? Could maybe could, we could go back to that four four two. We talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We played a lot of away games earlier on the season. We hit upon something, didn't we, with yeah. Mane playing. Left mid, yeah. Ox playing right mid, Salah just front to give, with Just to give Bobby a rest because mm. it, I think he's played pretty much nearly, he played so much yeah. football and he's so good at it, that's why he has. But look, Ings, Ings can do a job and I'd love to see him get off this the This is mark, the penalty winning at the moment though, isn't it? Is that every game matters? Yeah. You know, good every thing. game of footy between now and the end of the season is that there's no... I think between September and December you can, you can afford to say, all right, well... if. If we draw this Premier League game, we're largely fine because we haven't. I think that's a, a lot of the mentality behind why we've drawn so many games this season as well. You, you lose here, and you just open. You just you just fifth probably. Well, exactly. You know, you're opening you're opening yourself up to just mounds of stress again, aren't you? Because all of a sudden you've got to then make you can't then lose another Premier League game, etc., etc. I think we've got we've got a little break coming up, haven't we? Because of the FA Cup. Whether we just plough <coughs> towards that as hard as we possibly Both, can, yeah. and then see where we come out of it. Yeah. Um, interesting though, we kind of hinted at it before, just in terms of what everyone else is doing this weekend. Spurs hosting Arsenal on the early kickoff on the Saturday. That's massive. That 
I mean, draw all round. Yeah. I guess just to. And Arsenal playing in Europa League this week. Arsenal probably in uh, well, yeah. And then I'm talking to Juve this week. I don't know. No, no, next week. As in, they're not playing. There's no Champions League game. Hang on, what date is it? No, not as in the week we're filming or the week. After. As in the week of the uh, the few days after their game. They'll have a yeah. Ooh, they I play don't know. the day after we play Porto. So they, Tottenham have got Arsenal, then Juventus a few days later, yeah. and, Ar- and Arsenal may or may not have a. I'm pretty sure they have. They well, have as well on the Thursday night. That. So that's, gonna, that's tasty for them. I really are Spurs away or Spurs are away at Juventus on the Tuesday. And Arsenal away. Arsenal. Uh, let me just see if I wear Arsenal come into this. I my fixture's not good that far ahead, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> Shit up. Yeah. Um, Chelsea have got a tough fixture that's coming up as well. They've got Barca, Man United, Man City, Barca. But yeah, City hopes Leicester, whatever. Man United away to Newcastle, whatever. They'll take three points there because Newcastle is shite. Is Conte um, taking a knee, Paul? Oh, it's an American term. It is an American term, <laughs> but I don't get contextually. Is he just like giving up? Oh, right, Sam. Um, I think he wants to be yes. stacked. At this I think point, he's yeah. seen the fixture list and gone. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, away. Where's that? Uh, it sounds like Austria or somewhere. Brilliant. Austria, yeah. Sounds yes. like Austria. It must be Austria. Sounds Sweden. like it must be. <laughs> sounds like Same Austria. Thing. It must be Sweden. Um, <laughs> Chelsea. I've got West Brom at home on the Monday night. So again, West Brom shite, aren't they? Yes. I'm in the FA Cup. Um, so Chelsea, you'd expect have been, that. Chelsea haven't performed against. No, these I, mean, I wouldn't be. So. I, I was. My thought was that I, was, oh, I wouldn't be shocked to see something happen there. But I would really because oh, yeah. West, West Brom are bottom for a for a reason because yeah. they're crap. Um, but listen, if it turns up, it'll be all the sweeter. Um, but again, this is one of those situations, isn't it? Where we'll know we'll know what happens. One of one of Spurs or Arsenal or both will drop points, which is great. Um, that gives us a nice clear indication of where we kind of stand. I think I don't know. Given the choice, let's say, let's say draw is not an offering for that one. Do you win? do you give yourself the Tottenham win? Really? Oh really? Yeah. Arsenal. I don't mind. Arsenal. I don't. Spurs cheated. Fuck them. Arsenal. So, sorry, so you want Spurs, You want to see Spurs win? Yeah. And you want to see Arsenal? Yeah, win? Yeah. yeah. I think for me, I just want Arsenal to be out of it, like completely, yeah, uh, enough, yeah. just just completely out of it, and and then I'm trusting that Chelsea will fall off as well, okay. and they'll just okay. keep spinning, and then there's only four teams standing. I like the idea of Arsenal having that that new sign and optimism completely killed flat because <laughs> because I am I that remain convinced that it's not it's not about the players because they've had great they've had great players for ten years no. that you know hopefully it is all Wenger's fault and that will be that will be tremendous. Um, I just want space to get the come up and really do and just 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 give Arsenal a bit of hope even though they're still crap. So they're like, oh, and then you can drop off later. Yeah. But give Spurs the little knockdown as well, because okay. they got two I just, I, 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 again, ultimately, Ross, that the draw, it would be ideal because I just would like to see them both banter each, banter each other into the Europa League. You know, they're going, oh, we're above you, oh, mind the gap, oh, we're above you, mind the gap, hey, oh, 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 oh. Putting the pressure on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Europa League. The NLB. When was that a thing? It's the North London derby. It's, oh, a, it's right. a fucking massive hashtag. It's, it's like, like the EDL's I was like, what the fuck are these going on? <laughs> it does sound like a, like a, like a Hitler youth group. Yeah. Isn't it? Like, yeah. uh, I see both sides, but to be fair, I'd, I'd rather... Spurs lost and we're telling that one just because we're still pissed off from the weekend yeah. and um, the comments that came out this morning of Pochettino saying no it's tricking the referee, tricking the referee even bollocks 
Lacazette yeah, but yeah, and now now he said that referee's going to be on. Well, you think they'll be on the case, looking out for them, for them cheating. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, it, it is a kind. Of, it is a bit of a win-win for us, really, isn't it? Provided Liverpool win, go and do the yeah. business. Yeah, most important. Well, thing. even that, just kind of, whatever the result is, just kick the shit out of each other and get some injuries, and then then both fall off. Beautiful. I like so it. Good. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like Rash. Perfect. Um, Tom, what's your score prediction? I'm going to say three nil. Another on. clean sheet, just bottom. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to go three nil as well. I think we've got the advantage that Virgil Van Dijk was there for six months under the new manager. He might know. Some ins and outs, styles of play, what the attackers like, and just to use it. Um, I think tough game for Liverpool. I think uh, one nil, two nil, maybe something like that. I, th- I think there's a lot of tiredness in the legs, and there'll be a lot of focus on the midweek game as well. Yeah, I bit agree. of a struggle. I think I agree with that. I think I could see it being a, a, a I could see a two one, honestly. But I'll take a two nil. I'll go with that if I if I had to put my money on it. Like. Um, you looked at that game at Anfield. It took us a while to break them down. We we did, and then it was you know it was a it was one second half goal that made it three 0 It wasn't like we kicked up a we didn't we didn't batter Southampton off the park at Anfield, even though you know the three 0 is a, is a nice result. You know, don't get me wrong. I think that would be the the absolute ideal is to do a similar kind of thing where you're not expending too much energy. Yeah. You need that lead in the first half for this one. You know, there's a there's two prime examples there. It's a Swansea and it's Huddersfield. And you're Jurgen Klopp and you're going into this game and you're going be more Huddersfield. Don't do don't do what you did against Swansea. Um, so very interesting stuff. Uh, let us know your score predictions in the comments below. Put your preferred 11s in there as well if you'd be so kind. Don't forget to check back this week as well. Chris doing the Start 11 prediction show and as mentioned the stat show is amazing it's on the redmentv.com it's as amazing it is it's amazing uh, and look I keep saying this you know we do the lights out stuff we have fun with what we do but if you want some more in-depth content if you want to work out what's going on how the goals are being scored how they're being conceded really learn about how Liverpool are playing then we've got you covered right now so yeah go over there start your three month trial and hopefully enjoy it and give us feedback on it as well because it's always appreciated but yeah brilliant gents pleasure Hopefully the game will be too. We'll be here, of course, covering the match, post-match. Stay tuned for that. Drop a subscribe on the channel to make sure you're there with all the live stuff that we'll be doing around it. And other than that, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you on Sunday.